So the brain has a problem with change, quick change. But if you are listening or tap into the, the heart waves, they are sending signals to the brain. So if you're able to actually get the two waves together, so you come into coherent state, then your gut feeling is more developed. So your heart would say, you know what? You can do that. Don't stress about it. The brain would say, oh, are you sure you want to do this? Oh, you know, this and this and this can happen. Where the heart would say, don't worry about it. We're going to get there. So the heart is more like an encouraging little warrior where the brain is the worrier. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Unleashed podcast with Erica and Mona. I am so excited to share with you today another incredible guest. Today, we have Dina Stevenson. And Dina started her career as a gardener and then became an agricultural engineer. And then over the course of her life, she continued to connect with nature and animals and herself in different ways, including some um, meditation work, inner work, animal communication. She's learned EFT tapping and most notable is became a coach for heart math. And so I didn't know anything about heart math. I do believe in things like, you know, your intuition and making decisions from that really juicy, authentic place. And I've been learning since my journey with postpartum depression to be really leaning inwards and looking inward for decision-making instead of looking at everybody else and making decisions, maybe from a rational brain space all the time, which I'm not saying that that isn't important, but Sometimes I think we cut ourselves short to play safe. I think sometimes the best decisions we make are the ones that maybe don't make sense in the moment, but they're coming from this deep, juicy place where we know that that decision is best for us and best for our life, even though it doesn't always make sense. And so Dina really focuses on that type of work of connecting to yourself in order to be in alignment with your life and to find balance and joy. And it's kind of almost like, I guess, the science maybe behind your heart and brain connection. And so interestingly enough, as we're, as I'm recording this, I was faced with a really big decision in my life. And Dina talks a lot about how our brain is the worrier and the heart is the warrior. Getting to make decisions from your heart versus your head takes practice. It's not easy. I think humans, we have a negativity bias. We have a bias to keep us safe. That's our ego. And so getting to tease out your intuition and your heart versus your head is something that we get to learn if you choose to. And that's why I'm so fascinated with Dina and the work that she does. So without further ado, here's Dina. Oh, I press just the love damn this button. Already. It's pressed. <laughs> what did I say? What happened? Oh, you know Dina, what, you're Dina. just magic already. Like I'm just loving every bit of this, and so I'm just sad that I didn't have like some of that recorded because <laughs> you're magic. I'm so excited for this. I'm so excited for this and oh, get to you. know you more. This is awesome. Thank you. And you I'm know, getting Dina, better at is... taking compliments too. Right? Are you getting better at it? Oh, I'm getting better at it because the longest in my life, I was like, when somebody gives you a compliment, maybe it's the way we can be conditioned in society. It's like, you have to be like, oh yeah, if you say like, be humble about a compliment, you might be called 
arrogant or something like that. So now I'm learning. It's like if somebody says, you know what? You look great. Or this is awesome. You go be like very humbly like, thank you so much. You're great too. I like it. Yes. <laughs> it yes. Builds up yes. confidence, right? Totally. Yeah. We just want to like minimize ourselves all the time, right? Like, no, no, I'm really not that great. But like, yes, I'm great. Thank you for honoring it. Thank you for seeing that. Yeah, in me. And there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with that, right? No. Because everybody is great in their own way. And why are we belittling ourselves? Totally. More of us start to just like accept it and receive this feedback. Like it'll just, we're granting others permission to do the same. I think it could be kind of contagious in a great way. Oh yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. And the thing is, what came to me to mind the other day is like, if somebody says, or if let's say I would say, oh, you know what? I'm really good at this. And somebody said, oh, are you maybe a little bit arrogant? And I'm like, well, you want me to not like who I am because then you might think that I'm not going to be there for you. So in a way you actually kind of arrogant because you want to put me down. So I have more time for you. So why don't we all stay in our power and just share with each other and lift each other up instead of like playing these old games. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, Dina, you just touched on the very piece where most people say things and it's more of a reflection actually on themselves than what they're saying about the other person. Literally, that's just what you nailed exactly. right there. Yeah. And I mean, what I do mm -hmm. lately, too, it's like, especially the last three years when I go somewhere and I, I tell people, it's like the lady at the grocery store the other day, there was a lady, she was like, she had this funky fan, right? So she was obviously menopause. She's going like this at the till and her hair was funky. And the way she was stressed, right? She was like living her personality. And I told her, I said, you are stunning. I like you. You totally light up this whole grocery store. This is amazing. And she was like beaming after that, right? And then other people start saying something and people start laughing and people actually start smiling at each other. And sometimes it takes that little bit to show people, hey, change a little bit. Be who you show who you are, right? Incredible. Incredible. That's all it takes. And I think that what it takes, Dina, is every single person doing what you just did, getting over that piece of yourself. When you see something you like, you say it out loud. Because the reason well, we don't people... say it is because we think, oh, what's, what, is that person going to take that the right way? Is other people? No, screw it. If I like something, let's just say it. And then if they don't like it, well, you know, they get to do that, too. But instead of just, you know, you say you see something cool or you see a person that you think is just rad, say it. Make their day. And because it makes your day, too, is what you realize. Yeah, when you think, oh, can I say that? How is that person going to feel? Or is she going to be offended or him? That's when your brain is taking over. That's when you start thinking and you're overthinking and you're using all of this, maybe even some of your own negative experience, what somebody else made you feel. But if you more like in alignment with your heart, then you would say it from an authentic point. Then you say, hey, great job, great boots. Ooh, who does your hair? I like that. Wow, what a, oh, you bought this? What do you, what do you make from this? What do you make with your leek in your shopping cart, right? Do you have like a dish? I never cooked with leek, so what do you do with it? And start talking to people. Start building community again. Okay, so this is just a bubble. beautiful lead-in. Everybody, this is Dina. 
And this is just who she, this is Dina. I'm so excited to have her here. Dina, you obviously have something heart and head coming together. Tell us about you, what you do, what's your passion? Well, I am just lately turned 56 years old. And I'm super passionate about heart math and anything to do with heart brain connection and coherence, because I've seen it in my own life and I've seen it with clients that it can transform lives to the better. And I incorporate horses in that. If people come, especially to my place, I can do stuff over Zoom. But if I throw horses in the whole scenario of heart brain connection, the results are even more profound. And I haven't figured out what happened in that moment when the poor person doesn't even have to sit on a horse, but even just you throw a horse just standing there, things are shifting very fast. So that was it in a nutshell. Okay. So tell me a little bit more about heart math. I don't know much about it. What, what is that? What is it? What are the basics of it? So heart math is actually a technique and tools that you can use to tap into your heart's intelligence. And it's nothing hocus pocus or anything like that. It's science-based. So the Heart Math Institute in um, the United States, they have like over, I think that it more than going back to the early 90s of research regarding the heart and brain connection and coherence and everything, anything to do with it. And what it is, is um, let me explain it really briefly, because there's a lot of science. There's lots of books, lots of science, lots of research behind it. And what it is, is you have certain tools and certain techniques to tap into your heart. So your heartbeat and your heart rhythm changes. So it becomes coherent with your brain waves. And this way, it lowers stress, anxiety, or being overwhelmed. You make like more decisions that would fit more in your life. And the science is also, and a lot of people don't know that, but it's scientifically proven that the heart sends more neurological signals to the brain than the other way around. Okay, so what you're saying is, if we listen to our heart, we can actually follow our true feelings. Or if we listen to the heart, we can change things that we want to change. Well, let's put it that way. If you use the certain, and there's very user-friendly, they're very simple. They're not complicated, these techniques, right? So you can practice them on a daily basis and come to a state that is called coherent. So let's say your heart waves are going this way. Usually it, Lots of times it goes like this, right? It goes against each other. People have anxiety and they're overthinking and they're thinking negative. And the brain in general is kind of functioned. How can I say that properly? People don't like change, right? So if you're not really tapping into your heart intelligence and you're using this all the time, the brain gets easily overwhelmed with change or even sudden change. That's the worst. So let's say... A car accident or you suddenly have to the dad of the family got a new job and they have to move within two weeks so suddenly new school new, a lot of people get overwhelmed or anxiety or kids in school sometimes right so the brain has a problem with change quick change but if you are listening or tap into the the heart waves 
they are sending signals to the brain. So if you're able to actually get the two waves together, so you come in a coherent state, then your gut feeling is more developed. So your heart would say, you know what? You can do that. Don't stress about it. The brain would say, oh, are you sure you want to do this? Oh, you know, this and this and this can happen. Where the heart would say, don't worry about it. We're going to get there. So the heart is more like an encouraging little warrior where the brain is the warrior. Oh, I like that. So our brain is really always trying to keep us safe. I always, that's kind of how I think about ego and the brain. And like you said, when we get, when we just living from the brain and we're not dropping into our heart, that's when we are more prone to things like anxiety, overwhelm, and that disconnect. So what you're saying is like heart math is kind of connecting into your heart versus relying fully on your head. It actually puts the brain waves and the heart waves in a coherent state. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Still use your brain, but you also use the signals being sent from the heart to the brain. Got it. So it's actually a totally cool scientific process. So, and the brain realizes danger, but the heart noticed the danger too. Sometimes when there is a situation, you feel it sometimes actually right below you. We think it's in our stomach, but it's actually the heart because they're pretty close together, right? Mm -hmm. Physically. So you get this really weird feeling in this but it's actually the heart. So the heart is saying, whoa, 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 danger, right? So you get this, but the brain lots of times is giving you the anxiety and the doubt and the jealousy and the anger and the frustration by just not letting the heart waves connect with the brain. Mm-hmm. So is that's this incredible of saying, um, maybe this is like the science behind intuition. Is that mm. one way to think about yes. it? Yes. Your intuition comes more from the from the neurological waves from the heart than from right. the brain. Your intuition is in your heart. This is just such a beautiful conversation because I think even growing up, who really teaches you in a moment of anxiety or worry? Who ever says to you, hey, breathe through this moment. What does your body tell you? Turn off the brain for a minute because we've been you know, when we're young, it's like, it's all about school. So it's all about brain. That's, that's it. It's just all about brain. What has been inputted and then how you use that input, but nobody really, you know, guides children around. What does your body tell you in that moment? You know, when you're actually scared of something or, you know, those feelings when you actually have a really hard crash from a bike or, you know, You know, how come we don't talk our kids through all of that? Because that's what this reminds me of is the brain has a function, but we've maybe overused the shit out of it. When really we have an entire section from the neck down who can tell us just as much, if not more than our brain. And and the Heart Math Institute, actually, the scientists find out that there is a part in the heart. I haven't physically seen it. But it says in they have a big book that's called The Signs of the Heart that looks like a tiny little mini brain. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, what you said earlier, Ramona, is um, we get conditioned that way. As soon as you start going in kindergarten or daycare, you get kind of conditioned to constantly use your brain. You get told what to not told. That's wrong. You get trained 
what to think, and this is right, and this is wrong, and this is this, and this is this, because of the years of experience of that, and this, and this, and this. And we kind of lose our ability to tap into our heart and to use our heart power. I 100% agree with you. I would also potentially add to that, that even before kindergarten, I'm going to speak from my own experience growing up and from even me raising my children up until now is like most of us, because we were taught that way. This starts from the minute a child is born. I know you, and you cannot blame the parents no. or the grandparents because they were already conditioned too, right? Yeah, So absolutely. it's like what society expects and what to do. And I mean, my son becoming a psychologist and he learns really cool things at school too. We have quite the discussions about conditioning and what is really what should be and not or like minorities and how we treat things and or is it go, going over... But it's the same thing. It's again, it's like this is working all the time, right? And if people would like, everybody would go and come in this coherent state, people would make probably completely different decisions. Even in politics, people would be different in daily works, in families, in any kind of scenario where you go, people would make different decisions. So tell me about that. So you have probably a lot of adults coming to you for sessions. We have determined that, you know, our belief is that we've been conditioned a certain way. So most people coming to see you probably are on that track, right? How well, a lot how of does, people come. No, sorry. I'm just thinking, how does that translate? Like your work essentially has to really do 180 to like turn people in a completely on a different axis now, right? Like teaching them how to tap into that. What's it like breaking through, breaking through those preconditioned barriers? Well, it starts out little. It's not like that you have a breakthrough, like there's suddenly everything is changing and people get different worldviews, right? But it usually starts like in their in personal scenarios, right? Or where they, for example, don't like each other all their life or they think they're not good enough or or am I doing the right thing? Like the self-doubt in lots of different avenues, and usually what happens lots of times, and it happened to me when I got introduced to heart math, you, when you tap into this and you literally get answers, you get answers from your heart, right? But they're coming from the heart through your brain and then it comes into your mind. You Most 90% of the time people start crying. Sure. And it's not that they are sad and it's not that they're overwhelmed. It's there suddenly you in this heart, let's call it energy in this heart intelligence space. And to me, I always feel like this is also a space of space of really unconditional love, right? Purity and the way it is. And that's what a lot of people don't feel on a daily basis. Even if somebody says, oh, I love you, but do a lot of people really mean it? Or is it something that you just say? So then you suddenly you come into the space and then it becomes very emotional and very like, but happy, right? People is people are happy. People are not overwhelmed, but because they haven't experienced it. Because we get it trained out of us to not we have feel, to think, right? Yeah. So, Dina, what does a session look like? Like when somebody comes to you, where what does this look like? What does heart math with somebody look like? I don't have like I mean, there's a program you follow. But I usually do my sessions very intuitive because every person is different. 
Every person has different life circumstances. They have a different past. Their, their personality is different. So I usually try to pick people up where they're at. And I ask first a few questions if they would like to share. And I ask what would they like to accomplish or where are there certain problems they would like to solve. And then we're using the techniques and tools to tap into the heart intelligence. And the beauty of this is that Anybody that is a heart math mentor or coach, you're not telling the person, okay, Ramona, okay, Erica, this is your problem. This is what you have to do. And this is the tools you need to do to overcome that. In heart math, your heart, your own self is getting the answers how to solve your problems. And that's why people get emotional crying because in that moment, you know, this is the truth. This is not somebody telling me this is the truth. And it's very, very empowering. I get that from a lot of clients after a session, they said, wow, I feel very empowered. And now I feel like this is what I'm going to do. And, and this, this, the strength come back, comes back to you, right? For who you really are. Totally. They got into the confidence. Really so the nerd in me is wondering, you know, you're, you're talking about the heart beats and all of that. Like, do you have to hook people up to like any sort of like ECG machine to look at their heart waves or anything like that? Or is this all just in discussion with them and the techniques that you've learned as a practitioner? Or I'm just kind of wondering around the heart waves piece, how that fits in. Well, you can use it. There is little gadgets. I have one here that is called the M wave. So, and you can record the heart waves, right? So some people can do so you can afterwards you can hook it up to the computer or you can right away put it up and it clips on your earlobe or it clips on your finger so it records your heart beat and then with certain techniques like mostly breathing techniques I help people to get to the state and this little machine tells me even without the computer in form from lights when you come to a coherent state so when your brain and your heart is coming in sync. And then if I would do a session, I, I've done it before, but I'm not doing it anymore. You kind of learn to what works for you, right? And then on the computer screen, you see it too, even with the time. At this time, at that time. So if you want to do it really nerdy, you can go, okay, I asked that question at that time. So that's that's how scientific guys do it, right? Okay, look, then this happened here and this happened at this time. You can do that. But I noticed it helps with people that have a tough time getting into their heart intelligence because they are, because the brain is so overpowering all the time. They have a tough time getting there. This little gadget helps them with the colors to see when they're there. And then it's like, oh, that's what it feels. Now I know, right, physically. And then there is another gadget that's called the inner balance works exactly the same way, but you can buy it for your iPhone or your Android. And it gives you all the scientific graphs and all of that. And I used it in the past. And with some people, I still use it. But doing it for so long, I have my own way now. I've incorporated and with some people, I don't. So it's all individual. It's like my intuitive kind of instinct is I, I go with that. I go with my heart intelligence, what it says, right? So Gina... 
Uh, no, go ahead, Erica. I was just wondering heart rate variability monitoring. I like that's in the health and wellness world right now. I've heard like one of my, my RMT that I see is always wanting me to measure my HRV in terms of like whether I'm running or not. So is this related at all to heart math? Do you know, I'm not sure. Is there a connection? Is there not a connection? It sounds kind of similar because my understanding of the HRV is it's looking at your autonomic nervous system and how that's getting fired up and whether you're tired or not. So is there a link to this? Have you? Well, I, would, I would have to ask for specific details. I would probably have to phone some of the doctors and scientists from the heart math. Sure. But I can see, I could see that there is a relation mm-hmm. because it's all it's all going back to the nervous system and, 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 and firing of, of signals. Exactly. Exactly. But what I notice is even when I'm doing running or I do exercise, I can still be in a coherent state. Yeah. Even if my heart rate goes up like this, I can still manage to have my brain and my heart synchronizing in there. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So it's not about even if your heart, if your heartbeat is increasing due to exercise or other reasons, there's a way to tap into your brain and your body in order to be synchronized versus potent. You know, I'm really wondering. So let's say when someone's really fearful of a situation, let's say a bear, like true fear, like truly your body is, you know, that, that reaction where you actually can't even help yourself, you know, is that that still that synchronized moment? Because, you know, the fear is real. The situation is real. Your reaction. I'm wondering how that looks on a monitor versus someone having a panic attack. But then that's really real for that person. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, if you have a situation where it's like that, where it's really fear and you're like, that thing can eat me, that thing can attack me. So this is not an anxiety. This is not a depression. This is not like an being over. Yeah, yeah, you're overwhelmed in that moment. But this is like your body it's real. is like your, your human instinct, your animal in you tells you, I need to get away out of the situation because that's danger. But you can still stay calm in that situation. Right? So now we're talking animals. Animals can smell your adrenaline. And they're like, oh, fear? This is good supper for me. That's a weak individual <laughs> or a weak, a weak piece of meat. I smelled so much adrenaline. I might be able to get that. So then we can use, well, I've, I don't think there's ever been a case where somebody is getting attacked from a bear and say, oh, I think I'm going to use my heart math right, right now. <laughs> but I think theoretically, if you have enough practice you still have to get out of the dangerous situation for sure, because you don't know it's a wild animal. But if you stay calm, you might react totally different. You might not scream or run like crazy. You might go like, okay, I'm backing up slowly. I'm not panicking. So the bear gets this instinct. Oh, she's running. Now I run after her. So then you come into this, like, you know, it probably from the horse world, you suddenly become strong inside. And animals usually go after the weaker one when they want to eat somebody, right? So natural selection, the old or the weak, right? Or something sick. And the animal would probably smell, wow, that's a pretty strong individual. I might put myself in danger taking it down, right? I love this analogy because I was listening to a podcast 
with a guy named Boyd Vardy. And he um, he takes people out in South Africa um, to view lions and leopards and all sorts of cats. And he talks about this so beautifully where he says that, you know, especially with a cat, there are certain things that you can do as a human, even when, you know, a mother with cubs is coming at you. There are certain things that you can do as a human so that she understands you are not scared of her, but you're also not going to take her cubs. Yeah, and she will threat and you're not scared. Exactly. That's right. And it was just such a beautiful conversation. And that's exactly what we're talking about here is where you can be in a very scary situation, but if you still tap into your body and have clear, can remain clear thinking, it sounds like you are still synchronized with your brain and your body. That's practice, right? And a lot of people might not get that because a lot of people, the anxiety or the fear will take over, right? Right. So, but this is something a person can practice on a daily basis. So if you practice on a daily basis, how to use your heart intelligent in a situation like that, you might say, oh, instinctively, because you used it so much, you might use it, right? Yes. Okay, Dina, I would like to ask you, so I, I think that, you know, this all pertains to this ideology of getting out of our heads and into our bodies. Something drove you to this. Tell me about how you found heart math. That's over 20 years ago. And I was in a state of like, I had a lot of stress in my life, right? A lot of stress, a lot of up turmoil and relationships and moving to Canada. And I mean, even before I, I was already in Canada. There, so there, I don't want to get into detail, but there was a time in my life where I had pro constantly like physical problems, right? And my heart would go into this super ventricular state and go like, gah, 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 gah. and I'm like, like nobody could find out what is her problem. Why is it doing it? Your heart and I had like all these tests done with me and ultrasound of the heart. And every doctor I went to said, well, there's nothing wrong with your heart. There's nothing wrong. There's like, you're fine. And I'm like, well, I'm not imagining this. It's happening. It's like, right. And then I was in Germany for a visit. And my sister actually came back from a horse clinic from a guy in Germany that He's a horse whisperer. He's a communication scientist kind of guy, blah, blah, blah. And he used heart math in his communication sessions. And my sister had a, like took a course with him, like a clinic with the horses. And she said, well, you know what? I learned something. Maybe I can help you. So my sister did a little bit what she just remembered. It made a huge difference. And then I practiced it a little bit. And I used it all the time in my life and it made huge changes in my life, like big changes on decision-making, on how I do my daily living, how I see about myself. And then, is it six years ago? I can't remember. I have to look at my certificate. I decided that I'm going to get my certified license certificate or training and I will help other people to learn to use that because I'm sold on it right from the beginning. I'm like, that is, I love this. Yeah. This Cause you great. had a very big personal transformation. So what happened with these heart things that the doctors were finding? Did these go away then over the years? 
Is that what you're saying? Like you didn't have these big bursts anymore of a rapid heart rate? Well, I have to say every time there is a very stressful situation and I forget to use my heart, I still get this, Mm -hmm. but it's barely there. I mean, it's, I can't remember when the last time was. So I realized this comes from being like overstressed and just letting this take over. And it might be my weak point. Somebody else might not have this heart fluttering. Somebody else might get stomach problems or rashes or who knows where your weak point in your body is where it reacts, right? The anxiety or the stress. The mind-body connection and how it presents with different people. It just depends on who you are and your makeup. Got it. Yeah. So at some point you transitioned into using horses with heart math. So tell me about that. How does that, how do you bring horses into this work? Well, I do my same, I do the same session that I would do over a Zoom or like in one-to-one, but I noticed I had a good friend of mine come over and wanted to have a session and wanted to see how this is. And I had, she had a tough time getting into a heart space. And a lot of people actually do. It's not uncommon. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, in. I'm thinking, what, how am I going to do this? And then I would start thinking and I was like, you know what, Dina, why are you not asking your heart intelligence what to do now in this situation? So I did. And it says, take her outside, take her in the round pen. And I'm like, what am I going to do in the round pen? And then it's like, well, just put a horse in there and see what happens. And then I just don't question it. I just follow my heart intelligence. And I did. I said, hey, you want to go out for side for a walk? You know, let's grab a horse. And, you know, we go in the round pen. And so we went in the round pen. And the horse was there. And then I was like, you know what? Go sit on the horse. Right? No saddle, no nothing. I had the horse. I said, sit on the horse. And there was a little anxiety first, right? Because she was fearful of horses. And I said, well, that guide is like super easy and bought. Anyways. So she was ending up on the horse. And then I did exactly the same what I did before in the house. And it went like this. And I thought for a long time, I should phone the Heart Math Institute and tell them what I discovered. Maybe we should hook up horses to to like certain machines and them, right? And figure out what happened in that moment, right? Because I don't have this equipment. But it made a huge difference. And suddenly, boom, she's in her heart. From connecting with the horse. Just sitting on the horse. Yeah. Interesting. I myself, over the last years, I experimented, right? So now I'm going away from the signs of the Heart Math Institute and all of this kind of stuff, what you taught and trained. And now I'm going to experiment myself with my son first and good friends. And I have a technique now my technique, where I connect the human's heart. I mean, let's say Ramona, her heart with my horse's heart. And boom, animal communication. The horse is communicating with you and it's telling you things about where in the body you feel something or it tells you stuff about, for example, I have a riding student and she is now going into being a teenager so the hormones are coming and so she is like and she was here before when she was little and you all moms you know how the personality changes when people go into their hormone like in them into the um puberty right did i say menopause before i was talking about myself so puberty (laughs) and um so she was riding and 
I found out afterwards that there was a lot of stress at home, right? Going on, like moving to a different place and moving away from grandparents and different scenarios. So she was like physical. It was everything here with the hands, with the legs, with the this, and nothing worked, right? The horse got irritated and she got irritated. And then you tell her this and you tell her that and nothing works. And then suddenly I said, we have to change this. This is not working. So I took the saddle off. I took everything off and I just put the halter on. And I gave her just like reins there attached just to the halter, no bit. And I was just leading her around and I didn't tell her, but I did heart math with her and I connected her with her heart and I had her ask, question her own heart. And then I asked, um, connected her with the horse heart. And then afterwards I said, okay, I didn't ask what she got, the answer she got. I just said, okay, let's do this program again. And she went and everything she's written, the best she's ever done without a saddle, with everything. And the horse was light as a feather. And then she started to cry. And she's like, oh my God, this is the best I've ever written. What changed? And I said, well, now you're riding this horse with your heart. That's the difference. You're not here. You're really connected with this horse, with his heart and your heart. That's why it's suddenly, it's a coherent state as well. And then afterwards, I said, well, do you mind sharing what your heart told you and she said my heart told me I have to slow down and I said what does heart of the horse told you and she said the horse told me to relax and then I cry because I'm so fascinated and I'm like this is so beautiful and, and I just cry right because I I don't know anyway that's just my personality Oh my gosh. I just love this story, Dina. And I, you've told me this story before. And, you know, just for clarification for everybody listening, this girl came to you to learn how to ride. And so you're trying to teach her how to ride. And what you actually had to do was tap into the heart math piece that you, because you give riding lessons, but you also do heart math. And so when you married all of this together, that's where the magic happened. And then suddenly the technique that everybody teaches is suddenly not there anymore. Your body does it naturally to feel this horse and the horse of the movement and the communication with this horse. It's just happened. It's very simple. It's not complicated at all. It's very simple. And that's exactly it. I'm thinking about how you're, when we connect to our hearts, how everything just falls into place and gets really easy. Mm -hmm. Like if you had just been focusing on the technique with this rider, you would have been just frustrated and she would have continued to have been frustrated, but then like tapping into her heart, all of a sudden she's riding better than she's ever ridden before. The horse is behaving better than it ever has before. Like it's light as a feather and you didn't have to do anything. It was how she was being right. It wasn't her doing, it was her being, it was her connecting with her heart. And I think that's what is just hitting me so hard right now is how everything in life, when we can just connect into our heart, how much easier things are going to be in our life rather than just trying to mastermind everything with our brains. Absolutely. And you get better and better at it by just daily practicing it. I had myself a situation at work. And I mean, you guys work, you always have this one coworker or on a Christmas family get together, that crazy aunt or uncle that is just like starting a fight or something, or is this, it's this irritating person. We all have it. And maybe we were once ourselves 
this irritating person, right? You, you never know, right? <laughs> I, I, I for sure was. I remember. Anyways, and then you sit there in a me. In my case, for example, in a meeting, and the certain person, and you maybe even get like attacked in a way, right? And what do we usually do? It's like, well, I didn't do that, and how dare you in your mind, right? And what, and it's building up, right? And the minds, the war of the minds starts happening. And then I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, ah, you know what? Uh, 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 uh. I'm going into my heart space, right? So your brain is still working because it goes coherent, what we said earlier. So you're not shutting out your brain, but your brain suddenly takes more the signals from the heart and processes it in a different way. And I'm sitting there and I'm doing like this. And suddenly I wasn't even mad at this person. I suddenly was like, oh, who knows what happened to her in the, at home? Who knows why she acts that way? It has actually nothing to do with me. This is like inside of her. So why I shouldn't, Dina, don't react to this. This has nothing to do. And suddenly the whole thing shifted. She became calmer and everything shifted because I didn't react like I would react if it would come from the brain. Jackpot. Mm -hmm. And you have it all the time, everywhere, in family, at work, in the grocery store, wherever you go, right? And a lot of people have a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress and a lot of overwhelm because of how we are conditioned to use our brain. Absolutely. They're not doing it on purpose. They're just living the way they were conditioned. But the good news is, and I wonder if you believe this too, we can condition ourselves right out of that. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And you're here to help us do that. Your heart intelligence and you get out really fast and, and you see fast improvements. And the thing is, too, it's like, how can I say that? You never stop learning, right? So it is a process. I'm still learning. I'm still seeing, man, I changed this. I was a totally different person a year ago. Wow. This is like different now. Keep that going, right? Embrace your positive change. In the past that got us there. What do you think about that? You know, embracing the fact that... So don't stress on it. Yeah, like you just were able to say, maybe I was that irritating family person because hell, I'm sure we all can be really irritating sometimes. And if, you know, if we own that, then people also don't have to take that personal, right? You know, we can own that. You know what? We're part of the equation too. What can I bring to the table differently? And that's what you did at that meeting. You said, what? How can I show up differently today? And how does that change the outcome? And you had a huge change. Very scientific stuff that where they made um, the HeartMath Institute did that with people, right? So you get hooked up on these little gadget machines on the M-Wave. And um, it was about a little boy, right? With anxiety and different things. So it was hooked up on this machine and his dog was hooked up on the other machine in the other room, right? So, and it showed at the beginning that the dog is picking up on this, right? Animals do it. I think we all do it, but animals maybe react more to it than we do, right? And the dog was same, like, like very, like, active, same as the boy, right? Anxiety, da, da, da. So then they started taking the boy in a different room and start doing heart math with him. And when he came coherent, the same time the dog became coherent in a totally different room because the boy and the dog, they were like connected, right? They were like buddies. And that's what I see with the horse, with the riding, with the people. 
Yes, that horse connection where I would say they haven't been conditioned out of anything. That's how I see it is they are the most truthful, honorable, and the same with dogs and probably most other animals. You know, their truth is their reality. And what their body tells you is exactly what they're thinking. They're not in their brain. They're not in their head. Their brain and their body are perfectly aligned. And what I have found is that when people are around these horses, they can't lie. And I don't mean lying is a negative connotation, but they are not able to tell me, oh, no, I feel very comfortable right now. Because I can I tell it like they cannot hide. They cannot. They hide. cannot hide. That's the perfect comment is they cannot hide. And um, that in itself can be a little bit scary. Right. But if we all overcome that, it's such a beautiful, magical thing. But, here, but here's the thing you say to a person, uh, ask, oh, are you scared? In a say what you just said with the horse. And that person said, oh, I'm not scared. So the question is, why does that person say I'm not scared? That's a conditioning I cannot show. I have to be strong. That's my condition. If somebody said, you know what? If you're scared, then say you're scared. We can exactly. help you. We can work with this. Show your feelings, right? So I'm that kind of person that I, I admit my, my mistakes. I'm like, well, I messed up. I'm sorry. I messed up, right? Not, con not per on purpose, but I messed up. How are we going to fix it? Mm -hmm. So show your emotions, be true to yourself and be gentle with yourself and be gentle with others because we don't know what other people have to go through in their life, right? This is the self-love and the self-compassion. When we have it for ourselves, we can have it for others. Absolutely. The more you do with your heart, the more compassion you have and the more you like yourself and the stronger you get and the more comfortable you get in your own skin, right? Totally. Yes, absolutely. And you know, so you do this for a living. You have another day job. You are an agricultural engineer. You love gardening. You do other modalities of healing because you and I have chatted about that. This is clearly a passion. You know, this is a way of life. Do you feel that? Oh, yeah. And it's funny. People told me that. It's like people, they see me at like a regular job that you do to pay the bills, right? What we all do. And then when I'm with my horses, I have no sense of time i'm in there and it's like the other day i had a lady and well i should take a watch with me right so anyways <laughs> is, but it's like we're coming back to the house and it's like three hours later and it felt like half an hour so that's another thing you're suddenly completely in the present moment and if you're completely in the present moment you're not thinking about yesterday or tomorrow or something you're truly in a present moment which animals are usually are all the time suddenly three hours seem only like half an hour because you're like there in that moment right and time doesn't matter anymore and it's just like rewarding and happy and the wrinkles are gone after a session it's like man i look 10 years younger holy shit <laughs> <laughs> true I think those are all telltale signs of when you find your thing, getting that sense of lost in time and you don't even, you don't even realize that like five hours have gone by. I think that's, that's always one of the first signs that you found your thing and that you're, that's what your passion in life is. And then I question, you know, that's your purpose in life. I always think when you find your purpose, that is going to be life giving to you, right? 
And I think sometimes we don't honor our purposes enough because we're trying to do all those practical things like pay the bills and do our day jobs and that kind of thing. And so we don't give that enough credit. But when we sink into that purpose, like you said, you just felt 10 years younger. You looked in the mirror and you're like, my wrinkles are gone. Like it makes us come alive. And when we tap into that, what a gift we are to the world. Yeah, you totally bang on, Erica. That's exactly it. And everybody does have a purpose. And somebody else's purpose might be that job they're in. Mm -hmm. And they might even feel, oh, it's time to go home. I had a great day here. Well, if you have the right co-workers too, they're not making your life miserable sometimes, right? But even then, if you're in your heart, they don't even bother you, right? Mm -hmm. So it depends. Everybody has a job and everybody or a purpose. And if somebody's purpose is to be a waiter or a cook, then that's their purpose. And then they're happy to go to work. There's a lot of people that get up in the morning. They love that job because that's their purpose. Totally. What What does Kathy Heller say? Do what you love? Yeah, for sure. I mean, her, her, so, I mean, shout out to Kathy Heller here. I don't know if you've ever heard of her, Dina, but her whole business is about quitting your day job to align with your purpose in life because- when we get really truly aligned and we get fired up, the possibilities are endless. So yeah, like shout out to her. And I hear that that's what you're doing. You know, you're going after your, your purpose and your passion and what you're good at, and you're turning this into a business and you're following this. And so what does that look like for you and your business right now? What are you offering? What does that look like? Well, I'm doing it on the side for now. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm finally coming to the point because the clients that I have so far, they were kind of like, somebody recommended me or it were friends and now I would I'm going beyond that and I'm now ha- I'm now promoting myself and I had a problem with that before oh I don't know how to promote myself right here comes the thing again it's like oh I don't know you know there might be somebody better than me and who knows I always thought it's like oh what I offer is that enough what I offer right but that comes from conditioning again because you see it sometimes on, especially on social media and they're offering something and they make this, whoa, what I offer. And then when you do like a free webinar or you check something out and it's like, really, that's it. I can do that. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Right? And I thought I cannot offer this, right? I can offer this and this and this and this and this on top of that. Seriously. These people are so confident. They go like, ah, oh, right. So now, and here's a funny story, and don't call me crazy. On Easter, I, Saturday morning at seven o'clock, the phone rang, and a friend of mine phoned me, and I was like, seven o'clock in the morning on Saturday on my day off. Are you kidding me? Anyway, so I listened to the message, and she asked for help if I can help her out with selling some of her stuff because she had some, anyways. And I was like, nope. I'm not doing this. It's my day off. I'm like, you have to find somebody else in my head. And then it said clearly after breathing with in doing my heart math, my heart said to me, no, you have to go. You have to go. This is important. You're going to meet somebody today. You're supposed to meet. You have to go. And I'm like, okay. So I went and sure enough, I met a person and we got to talk. The next day that person shows up at my doorstep and says, I, I need to, you need to show me what you do. So we had some sessions. I didn't charge her. I do a lot of free. I did a lot of free stuff in the past, right? With this. And she was so sold on it. It, it did a lot for her. She was and blown she away. Is on the way. And she is going to quit her daytime job. And, and she has other stuff to offer. 
And now we are planning on collaborating because what I do there, she has the building block for the next step, right? And so I'm not going to say too much and I'm not going to say names. And I never met this person before. And I'm like, holy moly, look at that. This is crazy. So, but I'm aware. It's like, well, don't quit my job yet because I have to get there, right? And I said, I don't know if I really want to go on social media, but yeah, everything, I know that everything is going to fall together and it's going to be all by people recommending and people say, well, there's this lady, she lives somewhere in a town called Horsefly and you have to give her a call. <laughs> it's so true oh, though. Man. It's an organic, beautiful way to going to just start falling into place for you. Getting an alignment, your heart, mind, heart connection. Like, I'm just so excited to hear you talking about this. I love, I love every second of this. You're oh, me it. too, Dina. And you know what? You're so deserving and you have to tell yourself that every day. And if it takes you seeing it at home, guessing yourself, just hear my voice, girl. Like you have put in the time you have given yourself authentically freely because this is your gift and you're going to give it away now. You get to make a living with this and organically somebody has found you. And the power of saying yes, the power of saying, wait a minute, my intuition's trying to tell me something and listening to that and, and allowing yourself to authentically say, okay, yes, this was going to be my day off, but you know what? There's more to this day than what I wanted in my head. And you get to give yourself a Big old pat on the back for that. And you know what I think in general? It doesn't matter what your gift is and what you have to offer, right? doesn't matter if it's like you're making soap or you're being a waitress or you're doing heart math or you're a horse trainer or you're a nurse or whatever it is what your passion is. I think more than ever, we need to leave our brain. We need to leave our ego and we have to be compassionate and we have to tell that lady or that man, you know what? You look lovely today. Or like, oh, can I get that door for you? And and be human again, right? Humanity is really big towards people and plants and animals. And support that little business. Buy that soap from that lady, you know? Or tell that waiter, you were awesome. I give you some extra money. This is missing right now. Everything, I always call it, it's an elbow society. It's like me first, get out of my way, right? Or you see it on social media all the time. All this like, this big, boom, boom. A little bit more back to basic and loving each other and forgiving each other a little bit and just pick them up where they're at. It would make a huge difference if everybody would do a little bit like that. Absolutely. Oh, I and everybody that is leaving their daytime job no matter what business they're doing, support them. Go and support them. Yes. Instead of saying, oh my gosh, can you believe what they're trying? No. High five what you're trying. Let me know how it goes. Or, and, you know, let me know how I can support the, you in that. Or the other thing is like, oh, really? I don't want to spend like, let's say, 120 bucks or 50. It's like, yeah, then don't buy the designer jeans. Support that person because one day you might want to have your own business and you want to be supported. Absolutely. You know what you're talking about earlier about, you know, opening the door for someone or um, just kind of speaking what's on your mind. I've been thinking about that lately, too. And for me, I think it boils down to connecting. It's like we have kind of, you know, missed the boat on connecting with other humans. Now, I don't think the last two years helped with that. 
I'm sure, because we were, you know, everybody was scared of each other. But I'm going to share something with you guys that, you know, I do quite often, but I don't need to share this with anybody, but I'm going to share it in this conversation because it speaks to what you said, because I think I want everybody to know what your feeling can be inside when you do something for someone else in an organic moment. I was at a really, really busy Tim Hortons in, in Williams Lake the other day, and I'm talking about the lineup was huge. Um, there were everybody was sitting down. The people at the counter were just going full throttle and it was quite a lengthy wait. And I'm a connector. I love connecting with humans and I just do it without even trying. Probably I overdo it like for sure. But so when I'm in a lineup, like I'm happy to look around and gawk around and, you know, catch people's eyes and there's connection. There's energy flow there. Lots of people, though, they look away right away. It's like they are not able to sustain a glance and smile at someone or, you know, allow that energy flow silently. But there was one gentleman in the corner. I held the door open for him when I first walked in and he was limping, probably about 75. He sat at the corner table, potentially waiting for someone. And as I'm in this lineup, once in a while, we would, you know, catch each other's eye and he would kind of like tip his hat to me, you know, and so no words were ever spoken. So we get through the entire lineup. He's the only person that would hold this sort of silent connection. And I almost felt like by the time the 15 minute wait, that's how long I was in the lineup was over. I still kind of felt connected to this person in the corner because he had held my gaze a couple times. And so I thought, you know what? He hasn't even gotten up to get anything. Maybe he's waiting for someone. So I bought a $10 gift card and I told the lady at the counter to make sure that he got it because I knew he would know who it's from. I didn't say a word. I walked out and same thing, you know, he tipped his hat to me to say goodbye. And so I waved to him, gave him a smile and off I went. I don't know who this human being is, but it felt so good. It just felt so good to know that he was going to know who it was from, but he doesn't actually know me at all. But it's like a human connection piece was just a beautiful moment for that. You don't even know what you have and you don't even know how big that moment might have been for him. Right? I have no it idea. Might have made his no. whole day. He probably was like so happy that somebody cared. And who knows, right? I mean, that's beautiful. That's awesome. We need more of this, right? Or there is a homeless person and just like, if you don't want to give something, talk to them. Hey, how's you? How are you doing? You know, how did you get here? What's your story? And sometimes people like humanity, bring humanity back in this, in our system, right? Totally. I love, I just love this. This is exactly... It's like, you know, when we start connecting with others and doing things out of generosity, there's like that ripple effect, right? This is how we change the world. This is how we can transform the world with buying that $10 gift card in Tim Hortons, connecting with somebody, even just connecting a gaze in the store, in the store. Like it doesn't have to be anything huge and monumental. It can be these little things, but then you make that person stay. And then that person is so excited and feeling seen and feeling connected that they are going to just naturally do that to the next person. And it's, this is the ripple effect that gets to happen. This is how we transform the world by connecting with ourselves. This is how it starts. And then having just that moment of generosity, may having that moment of discomfort of holding somebody's gaze, giving them that compliment, just being true to you and seeing other people like this is so powerful this is big this is where it's at right here simply offering help right you come out the grocery store and there's a mom with three kids and they're all not behaving and she is bags of groceries i've done it and you go like hey do you want me to help you get these groceries in the back and you deal with your children oh thank you right 
little things like that. It doesn't even take two minutes out of your day. Mm -hmm. Oh, and you know, I got to throw it out there because I'm all about realizing that, you know, organically in the end, sure, I bought that $10 gift card for him, but you know who it was really for you guys? It was for me because I absolutely adore the feeling that I get when I know I potentially contributed or helped somebody and they actually don't even need to know it was for me. I love that feeling that you get when you've done good. You don't even need to be recognized. I just love the feeling of me knowing I did something good today. That so, comes from the heart and not from your brain and your ego. It is a heart moment. So Dina, is there any message that you would like to send out to our listeners um, or out to the universe? Do you have any, any big message for everybody? Well, my message is to always be kind, never judge, because you never know what other people go through. And people probably heard it over and over, but really think about it. Not like, oh, I've heard it. Try to feel it with your heart, you know, where other people are at. Other people are fighting battles. They might be worse than your own battles. And always try to stay in your heart. If you don't know how to, I can help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're there. Oh. I'm here. And it's what very, would... very, very empowering. Yeah. Yes. So Dina, tell us, what would your life look like if you were fully unleashed and just dared to dream? Oh, my God. If I have to describe it in a pa- as a painting, the most colorful painting you've ever seen in your life. You're going to stay in front of the painting and say, I've never seen anything like this. This is insane. I need the same thing. Because I do like to inspire people. I like to help people find their purpose and go after them because I'm a big supporter on making somebody else's health and wellness and dreams come true. I love helping and I love supporting people, right? And so if you, if you could just, what, what, what does that look like? Do you have a big vision for heart math, for your business, for your property? My big vision is I'm starting out here right now mm-hmm. on my property, but my property for my vision, my property is too small. So I have a huge vision that goes towards a, a retreat, like a wellness retreat somewhere in off grid, possibly no cell phone, no nothing. When people come for two or three days, they have to take it off. And maybe we're living in cute little cabins or yurts, like totally back to nature. I have other stuff that I do with people. And the more I think about my vision, there is ideas floating into me, right? It's coming and it's all making sense. And now with this person coming into my life and even my son, When I told him about my big vision, he was like, I have the same vision. When I'm done, I would like take people into nature and use my practices as a psychologist to help people find their purpose and what they do and let nature help them heal. And that is just such a beautiful vision. Less is more. Mm -hmm. It goes even that we are harvesting together. We're cooking together. We're like, everything is like teaching people your essence. What is your essence? right? It's not the cell phone. It's not the designer jeans. It's not the shampoo. Your essence is totally different. And what is your purpose? So that's the big thing, right? We're starting out here, but eventually it's going to get bigger. And then maybe when I don't 
Well, the thing is, I don't even want to retire. Retire is not a concept for me because if I do something what makes my heart sing, I can do it till the day I die. Why would I retire if I do something that I love so much, right? Yes, 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 yes. Life goals right there, Dina. This is inspiring. Amazing. I'm just letting and that statement sink come in. in because it's just beautiful. It's just and a truth the, bomb. The idea, and the idea is even with that other person, it's really profound because she has the exact same vision. And I said, yeah, and if there is a big place and other people have the same vision, they can build something on the same property and be part of it, right? Mm-hmm. You need and the it, village. We need the village. We need each other. We have to lift each other up. We, we should not be doing well, all of you, this on our own. So maybe we have to do a, a weekend in Horsefly where we invite people that want to come and we're doing a big transformational weekend and teach people how to get into their heart space and use it. Well, Dina, we are going to do that. Oh, I like that. That's awesome. You and I are going to do that. We are actually going to sit down and we're going to talk about what that weekend's going to look like. So stay tuned. <laughs> Well, first of all, I'm going to do a little session with you. Yes. First so you of all, what you're going to talk about. Yes, I need to do a session. And you know what? I'm pretty sure I'll be able to talk Erica into it, too, because um, this sounds magical. Come up, Erica. Totally. You don't have to talk me into it. Next time I'm there, we're, we're figuring this out. <laughs> <I'm there>. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I love this. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Dina, so much for joining us today. This has been incredible. I've got tingles. My heart is warm. You filled my cup. I just loved every second of this. Thank you. Well, thank you for inviting me. So good. And I'm so excited to see what we get to create. All about that. It's all about creation, community, and togetherness. Isn't Dina just the coolest? I mean, every time I get the opportunity to sit down with her, it is magical. Our conversation just kind of leaves this world And it goes to a place that only Dina and I, or Erica and I, could take it. We just love her. I wanted to share something with you. A couple of weeks ago, I lost a mare, a horse, that was extremely close to my heart. Now, I know that sounds crazy because they all are which is true, but this is um, the first horse I ever went and searched for. And I found her and I bought her when she was two years old. And so she's been, you know, a part of my horse journey for the last 14, 15 years. She was 14 years old when she passed away. And she has given me two absolutely stunningly beautiful babies, one of which is still here. And the other one is in his forever home. The situation in which she passed away was quite traumatic. And I'm not going to go into the details because that's not what really what this is really about. But it was a really, really tough weekend for me and it was it was messy like straight up everybody it was beyond messy one of the messiest things I've ever had happen to me and last week Dina came over to see me and we had a heart math session spontaneously I sat on one of my other horses 
who came to me as a very troubled individual and we did a heart math session. Firstly, my Mr. Troubled guy who has difficulty standing still, anytime he's slightly uncomfortable, he needs to move. He stood very still by the end of the session, which was probably only about 30, 35 minutes. He was so, so quiet. He had one hind leg cocked. His head was kind of right in front of Dina's chest and he was just zonked right out. Of course, Dina knew that when I'm sitting on a horse, my heart, his heart, we had the ultimate environment to get us into one dialogue and to get me into my heart instead of my head. And what we did was we landed somehow on the situation that happened to me with my mare. Most likely because, you know, I was carrying around a lot of stuff with that situation. And with heart math, Dina was able to give me the kind of peace and clarity that I did, I could not imagine getting a couple weeks after this incident. And while it was still so fresh for me, that was probably a good thing. She had the ability to decrease the noise and allow extremely clear feelings and stories to form for me to understand. Everything just became very clear. All the noise dropped away and I was able to really decipher the entire incident from start to finish and what it means to me now and what I need to move on from this and move forward with it with my mare potentially in a different form. That gets a little deep. <laughs> I, I know not everybody's on board with that, but what I'm saying is she was able to get me into my heart, into my horse's heart that I was sitting on. And then there's this potential to connect with what I used to actually call my heart horse, which is the mare that passed away. So, you know, Erica had asked me to share this with you guys, and I just didn't know if I was able to do it without having a complete breakdown. But interestingly enough, ever since I've discussed this with Dina and literally cried the entire time, it has been way more peaceful and just clarity. I, I have gained clarity in regards to the situation. And I just wanted to share this with you because I think there are so many different things out there that we can do in order to get through some difficult things and, you know, get more into alignment with ourselves and understanding our bodies and being able to somehow clear everything away and just deal with that moment in time is a beautiful thing. You guys, thank you so much for joining. Thank you for coming on this journey with Erica and I and tuning in to all of our episodes. We have adored this season. Thank you.